It's a good warm up minute of nothing. Everyone else needs warmed up too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you warmed up, not. listener? Are you? Other listener? We should definitely not add this. <laughs> Specific listener in Tokyo. <laughs> you know who you are. Yep. We don't know who you are, but you know who you are. <laughs> it's you. It was always you. It's only you. For you. It's creepy. In uh, Perth. Oh, specific. Or you in Chicago. Or Nova Scotia. <laughs> Hi, Canada. We're going to be talking about you today. Yes. Uh, also, this is Hysterical History Podcast. Welcome. The funniest history podcast with two women hosting it ever. Probably. Uh, yeah, probably. I think we can probably claim that. Even though we got our first review from a stranger and we were deeply unfunny. Yeah. The laughing doesn't make things funny. Did you know? No. Did you know that if you laugh, it's not funny? No. <laughs> yep. Deeply unfunny. Which, uh, yeah, we definitely need to put that up uh, once we get the website going. It's like one of our reviews. Agree. Yeah. When they talk about us. Yeah. Like the advertisement ones, but it's bad. Right. Yeah, <laughs> hysterical history, deeply unfunny. Newsweek calls it deeply unfunny. <laughs> Newsweek. <laughs> no, we have to put their username. No, we shouldn't. No, <laughs> One reviewer calls it deeply unfunny. Yeah, yeah don't, don't be mean to that. that reviewer. They're just no, don't be they're they're being that. honest. But we would love if you would combat that with some nice ones on iTunes. We know that most of you probably don't listen to it on iTunes, yeah. or like, I mean, maybe on like the podcast app. But um, if you could like go into your iTunes account or even just create one. I think they're pretty easy. <laughs> create like seven puppet accounts. <laughs> no, just one. <laughs> just one puppet account. Just, just one. one <laughs> and leave us um, a nice review to combat our mean one. That yeah. would be awesome. If you like what we do, then, you know, let, you, let other people know. But if you send us proof, uh, like an email with a screenshot that shows that you did that and we can see it and verify that that's you, um, we'll let you pick a topic to, for us to talk about as long as we have like, you know, we'll have a conversation about it yeah. and make sure it's good. And, um, I think we will also let you, um, help us name the episode uh, sure. and we'll give you a shout out. Yeah. So please do that. Hey, you want to do that? Yeah. Hey, we'll love you forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eternally. And it'll be on the record cause you'll have like an episode. Yeah. So. It'll be awesome sauce. Right? <laughs> Don't you want to do it really bad now? Yeah. Uh, anyway. Wait, also, we have to shout out to Jill. Oh. Yeah. yeah. From Canada. It's Jill. Sounds like she's coming out to play basketball. Um, thanks for emailing us. Uh, you're adorable. I appreciate that you appreciate my attempts at French speaking and not really French speaking, French pronunciation. Um, I couldn't even pronounce pronunciation right then yeah. in or, English. Or French. Or French. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing really good. Uh, <laughs> out of the park. Yeah. Just dunk it. Uh, but thank you for emailing us. And you were asking for Canadian episodes, and we've got some Canadianisms coming up for you right now. Right, right now. Up next, Canadianisms. <laughs> Our new segment, Canadianisms. <laughs> this is about a Canadian serial killer I'm going to talk about today. Murder-tastic. Um, and he's the worst serial killer ever. Ever, ever? Ever. Uh, that I know of. Pretty much ever. Okay. Uh, for one simple reason. His last name is Cream. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's because he has the most murders or because it's the most gruesome. No. Uh, it's because his last name is Cream. <laughs> the only way it could be worse is if his first name was Moist. Ugh. And then he would be Dr. Moist Cream. It's so horrible. I can't even. You see, you, a, you begin to see my point of view. He's a DC villain. <laughs> Not a Marvel villain. He's a Batman villain. Oh, it's so gross. Dr. Moist Cream. Batman versus Dr. Cream. <laughs> and on his utility belt, he's got like moisturizer and then Batman slips and falls down and he's like, I've done it again. And then leaves. <laughs> I've done it again. <laughs> Oh, terrible. Yep. Anyway, so, <laughs> oh, Canada. Our home and native land. <laughs> True patriot love in all thy son's command. So, if you want to argue that he's not Canadian, you can, although he clearly is. He was born in, this is 
Uh, Thomas Neal Cream, M.D. Yes. And he's born in Scotland, but then his parents moved to uh, Canada when he's like three or four. So he's pretty much Canadian. Yeah, it doesn't count until you're like five. Right. You're not really alive. At least. You're not like a real human when you're three or four or whatever. That's why I'm not really from Oregon, because my parents moved here before I was one. So Washington is the home. I'm a Washingtonian. I'm not an Oregonian. I don't know why all all of ours end in Onian, but they do. I don't think all of them. No, no, just right here. I mean Washington and Oregon. Because it's just, I guess, the only way you can do Ian at the end, because that's what they want to do. Or an Ann. I guess I could do Washington. 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 It's confusing. Yeah, it's bad. Just cut cut all this, Stephen. (laughs) Steven. <laughs> Steven. So we don't know much about uh, Cream's. I'm not going to call him Thomas. I'm going to call him Cream because I need you and all the listeners to know just how bad of a serial killer he is because his name is Dr. Cream. She just wants us all to suffer <laughs> a little bit. Badly. It's not supposed to be happy fun time in the murder realm. Murder. It's murder, Alexis. <laughs> this is Dr. Cream. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, he, we don't know a whole lot about him growing up, which is sad because I want to know. I'm like, sure. Tortured animals. Yeah. I was like, I'll, I'll just tell you what happened because he's a serial killer. He got hit on the head really hard when he was young. Yeah. And then his brain didn't form right and it made him murder people. He probably tortured animals and especially because he wanted to be a doctor, he probably cut them open. Yep. Um, he probably set a lot of stuff on fire and he probably wet his bed a lot. Yeah. yeah. He. Was violent. Was the eldest of eight siblings. If you're suffering from any of those symptoms, you're probably going to be a serial killer. Probably. Especially, like, if his parents were nasty to him. (laughs) Go to the doctor. But, like, it doesn't seem like his family. I don't know. It's always hard to say. Uh, Oh, yeah. I should probably tell you, like, what year it is. So he's born in 1850. Okay. That's not good. Yeah, it's, like, Victorian age. You know, back when children are treated really well. Yeah, that's the problem. Children don't become important. Until, <laughs> like a protected class. Yeah, yeah, until like the mid-1900s, <laughs> really. I mean, they're, um, they're starting to do it because like this is where humanitarianism kind of begins. Because sure. people are like, maybe we shouldn't use people as like cogs in an actual machine. Yeah, but you're still like, it's still actively allowed that you yeah. like be your children. You're still like, a lot of people are still just having a lot of kids just so they can help around the farm. Mm-hmm. And they don't, it's like, families aren't like lovable and nice. Like, some families are, but it's not, like, the norm. Yeah. It's not expected. No. no. Not at all. He, his dad's pretty well off. He runs a lumber yard, shipyard. Mm-hmm. That's why he has so many children. <laughs> and he, that's probably where he got his head wound. Yeah, at the lumber Because uh, he's, like, right, he's apprenticing there when, uh, you know, as he's growing up. And he only decides until he's very, like, you know, a little bit older. He's like, you know what, actually, I think I'm going to go into medicine. Mm. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times, it's a little late, I guess, for that to be the norm, but a lot of times, you know, you do you do what your dad does. But I guess he's way down the line. Like you said, he's eighth? Or there's no, eight he's kids. the oldest. Oh, he's the oldest? Oh, that's very weird then. Because usually they do the dad thing. Right? Uh, so he enrolls at McGill University in Montreal when he's 22. Hmm. He's like, I'm going to be a doctor. And then a, a, doctor. And then a moidera. And a moidera. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that voice is. Uh, so he's he's kind of a a Draco Malfoy. In a, he has like daddy's money, uh, just like oozing out of every pore, <laughs> and he gets a reputation for being uh, kind of a wild, flashy boy. He's got uh, like expensive clothes. He's got a pricey watch. He's got a carriage that is all decked out, golden horses. <laughs> Golden winged horses. Way too much privilege. It's all just to get to class. He's like out of the way. Pegasus oh, dropped me up. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's flying. like a giant robe that extends behind him down the street. <laughs> I have arrived. It's me, Mr. Green. <laughs> Soon to be Dr. Cream. Once I have. <laughs> MD, that's what the doctor's from. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so he uh, gets his doctorate in 1876 uh, with merit. He's a studious boy. Agreed. Does all his work. They often are very smart. Turns in his uh, homework on time. We're very dumb. It's weird. It's weird. There's like the high functioning murders and like the low function. Yeah, if you're just like an average Joe, you're probably not murdering anyone. <laughs> if you're like in the middle yeah. of the bell curve, you're, you're class. probably yeah. we're safe from you. <laughs> you're you're probably fine. But if you're too smart or too dumb, you have to kill some people. Uh, his thesis is on chloroform. It's a red flag. <laughs> it's maybe a red flag is the thing. Uh, so a few, a few people had synthesized chloroform independently, and a couple of those they, like, mistook for a different compound. But the they, they've had it around for a few years. It's been around for a few decades. Okay. And people, so it's kind of like that. Not quite like a brand new technology. Right. But still, like, sure, it makes sense that people are still, like, doing theses on it, I suppose. Uh, But it's not great stuff. It's it's astounding. It took so long for us to figure out it's, like, highly carcinogenic. Yeah. Uh, But people are studying it and using it as a medicine, uh, like, by the 1850s. So, like, you know, before he's in in school. Uh, Most... Academic work is actually being done in Scotland. Okay. Uh, his home the, country? His, yeah, his country of origin, I suppose. But the uh, England tends to be more into its use than mm. the New World. <laughs> uh, Queen Victoria used it during the birth of her last two kids. Weird. I guess. I mean, it I, knocks you out. Yeah. Uh, they... <laughs> Had to invent an inhaler to use it to regulate the dose, but before they figured that out, a 15-year-old girl named Hannah Greener died from it before having an infected toenail removed. Oh. Yeah. You go in to have toenail surgery and you die. And you die. So uh, they still need to study it quite a bit. Yeah, that's not good. Shouldn't be coming in for, you know, easy... Outpatient, like outward surgery. Right. <laughs> That's not even. They're not even opening her. Why did they even knock her out? I mean, it's painful, and they're like, "We have this new I mean, just, magic medicine that like makes it so you don't hurt as much." They should have just like use local anesthetics on her foot. Yeah, <laughs> just, I get everything. Oh, ev- everything's easier in hindsight. <laughs> Shouldn't have killed that one girl. Oh my God. You kill one girl. <laughs> With chloroform. With on, ax- on, on accident. <laughs> Suddenly, everybody's a doctor. <laughs> Suddenly, everyone's a critic doctor. Anyway. So that's, that's what he's doing for his thesis. Sure. Probably studying the mechanic that makes it dangerous. Because they're not quite sure why it's dangerous. Sure. Because like they don't know about carcinogens and stuff. I guess, but like not even that. Because that girl uh, right. didn't die from they cancer. It's yeah. just like... Uh, anyway, they don't know if it's the respiratory disturbance or if it, like, affects the heart somehow. Anyway, this is the not funny, not interesting portion of the podcast, so I'm going to move on. Okay. So in 1876, I think that's, like, the same year he graduates, he meets a lovely girl named Flora Brooks. Oh, she's dead. Yeah, they it's <laughs> yeah. true love. Uh-huh. She's the daughter of a hotel owner in Quebec. Okay. Uh, when she gets pregnant... He had her get an abortion. Cool. Uh, That's I, a sign of a good, happy love time. By especially in the 1800s. Yeah, by getting yeah. an abortion, I mean that he performed an abortion on her. Ooh. Uh, it's so bad and gross. Uh-huh, because he's a doctor. No. Just me, Dr. Cream. No. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. You shouldn't, you should never take out a baby you put in someone. <laughs> Even if it's the good way, I think that's a you bad see. Idea. I feel like that should be the rule. No. Like if you if you put it in there, you got to take it There'd out. Be a lot more women murdered if that was the case. That's true. So no, I don't think. Uh, so. Maybe there would be less pregnancies though. Like maybe, but probably not. Like not. I'm not talking about like in the shed. You take it out. I like know. you have to log into a hospital no. and you got to get your hands in there. Dude, half the time those men faint in the hospital rooms. That wouldn't work anyway. Maybe next time they'll use a condom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe they wanted it. Maybe they're just scared of blood. It's very gross. They're just silly, weird creatures. So the wealthy hotel owner father. Mm-hmm. 
uh, finds out and chases yeah. chases Cream down and forces him at gunpoint to agree to marry her. Awesome. So good for Flora's I mean, dad. Bad because he's clearly terrible, yeah. but awesome that he's like, hey, hey, that's not okay. Grabs him by the scruff of the neck. Yeah. Listen here, boy. Hey, boyo, you effed up. Yeah, and you're going to fix it. <laughs> you're going to fix it right now. Uh, so it, it didn't matter. Yeah. Cream fled to England to continue his studies in London. And in the meantime, Flora died. Mm. Hmm. Well, apparently, quote unquote, of consumption. Mm. But probably because uh, of the bad abortion. Yeah. Uh, the abortion or... Her physician said he suspected cream of poisoning her. Oh. Um, And he never acted on the hunch, so creams. uh, I'm going to blame him for it either way. That's fair. I mean, if he becomes a serial killer. Yeah, why not? Just add on one. Just add that notch to the bedpost. Yeah. He, uh, cream, eventually returns to Canada and sets up practice in Ontario. Big mistake. uh, Continuing illegal abortions on the side. No. Just a whole bunch of them. No. A couple years later, you know, after he's kind of settled mm-hmm. and he's like the the red light district's main dude. Don't let a man named Cream do an abortion on you. Don't let a man named Cream do anything. Yeah. Get what rid, if what if someone's <laughs> listening whose name is Cream? Change it. <laughs> <laughs> what if I already have their doctorate? Uh, change it. <laughs> this is about you, <laughs> you, sir. You have to switch careers. <laughs> you can't. You can't do it. Change it. Stop. We love all our listeners. Thank you. (laughs) We love you. Please change your name. We love you. For who you are, but please. (laughs) But you're not your name. And your name is bad. (laughs) Your name is very bad. Anyway. Or at least change your first name to Moist. So you can double down. Double down. No. You have to go all the way. Haley does not speak for both of us. So, you know, coin flip, 50-50. People on your radio told you to do this. It's not a radio. Anyway. So a couple years later, Cream is uh, rumored to be in a new affair with uh, a woman named Kate Gardner. Mm. In 1879, she's found dead in the alleyway behind his office. Weird. Behind his office. Not even, like, moved. Didn't even try. She's uh, pregnant with signs of chloroform poisoning. Hmm. Who do we know hmm. who gets women pregnant, doesn't like it, doesn't like it. studies chloroform, mm-hmm. has an office right here. It's like, it's right there. I can see it from where I'm standing. And is her boyfriend. <laughs> oh, that's weird. I think I solved the crime. <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a lot of interesting things to put together here. I'm going to bet he doesn't get arrested. <laughs> Gosh, would you know it? He is not arrested. Hmm. It's so strange. Every it is to their, you know, benefit, like benefit of the doubt. Hmm. The authorities are suspicious. Sure. It's um like what's the actual evidence? I don't know cuz they don't I mean they don't have DNA. They don't have DNA. They definitely don't have DNA. They don't have fingerprinting. Right. It is circumstantial. It is However, circumstantial. they don't have a lot of stuff outside of circumstantial at this point. I mean, they could have found I don't know, like something of his yeah. on her. I, I don't. That? I don't know. I don't know. They could. I mean, all they can really rely on at that point is confessions, or yeah, like witnesses. Maybe there was a witness. Yeah. Um, that's a frustrating thing being into true crime and then hearing about old crime. Yeah. Is you're like, <laughs> it's just old crime. It, yeah, <laughs> but it's infuriating because you're like, they don't have DNA. Mm-hmm. Like at this time, they don't even really do fingerprints. Yeah. Um, and even when they start doing fingerprints, they used to not wear gloves right. and they just have to check every fingerprint against all the cops, which right. is, is the stupidest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. You're like, did not anyone figure this if out? If only there was a way to avoid <laughs> like, this. gloves exist in the 40s. <laughs> Put them on. But yeah, then you're like, how do you figure it out? But like with modern techniques, you know, and like modern uh, theory even, mm-hmm. it's like... Like, if you ask any cop now who murdered a woman, they're like, who's their husband? Who's their boyfriend? It's him. Oh, she's pregnant? It's him. Super him. (laughs) Oh, it was chloroform? It's cream, dude. It's cream. Outside his office? (laughs) Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? But they don't know. They don't know any of that yet. They don't know it. That's not procedure. 
They ask him. He's questioned. Mm-hmm. So good for them. And he goes, Ooh. oh, I don't know. It's weird. Oh, I'm so sad. Cream says he denied her service. And her his, his, yeah. And his story is that she must have committed suicide in despair. Outside his office. Immediately. Yeah, immediately. Like, she didn't get, she got, like, five feet. She's like, well, that's it for me. And the, it's, chloroform is the only thing they found on her? Is that uh, what killed pretty her? Pretty much. The coroner's jury disagreed with cream. They're like, died from chloroform administered okay. by some person unknown. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird to kill yourself with chloroform when you're not a doctor. and You're not a doctor. It's not, like, your thesis topic. Yeah. Or- and you probably don't have it readily on hand. And you don't know how much it takes to kill yourself. So, Cream wasn't charged for that, mm-hmm. but his reputation is donezo. Good. It's it's pretty bad. But that's probably when he commits to the murder time. Uh, yeah, because then he doesn't have anything else to do. Well, he moves to Chicago. He's oh, okay. like, I'm just going to move cities. Yeah, they do that. He, uh, Someone moves around a lot, they're suspicious. It's really bad. What I've, do you? I've moved around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not it's not the same. Like back no. in back then, if you move cities, you're a whole. It's a whole new life. Yeah, and you don't know anybody. No, no one knows you. They can't Google, Google you. you. Have no connections. Yeah. It's really yeah. Like people stay in their towns or close, right. or and they only move for like career opportunities right. usually, like to avoid being murdered or avoid people finding out they're murdering people. Yeah. Like crane. Yeah. There are th- exactly three reasons: <laughs> job, job, murder, murdered. Yep. Two murders and a job. It's like a new sitcom. Yeah. Uh, so, Dr. Cream sets up uh, on the west side near the booming red light district. Boom, baby. Boom. Boom. Bang, bang. Bangity, bang. He's investigated again in August 1880. Mm. After the death of Mary Ann Faulkner, who he allegedly operated on, but again, they don't have uh, they don't have enough evidence. The other infuriating thing is like police departments even now don't communicate very well. No. But then, one, it's different countries, right. so there's no way. Right. Even now, that would be really hard, mm-hmm. even just with Canada. <laughs> and two, um, how are they communicating? Yeah, letters by owl that had to be delivered by horses. Or trains? Or trains? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. The Trans-Canadian Continental Roadway that connects somehow to America? Trans-Can? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, it's it's really just like a boat ride. They're just across the lake. The pond. But it's a great lake. That's true. Too, too great lake. Too, too great to cross. <laughs> to have a chit-chat. Two lakes, too furious. Well, and like, how do, they don't even know he's in Chicago, I assume. The... Well, I, I mean, yeah, Ontario doesn't know he's, or Quebec, I forget where he, Ontario isn't there's communicating. There's no reason for them to contact Chicago and be like, hey, that guy, be careful. Hey, any new murders over there help us with ours? Right. No. Yeah, he's not like telling people. They just shrug and they're like, we got other murders. Right. If you can't solve it, it's boring. Uh, good on Chicago. He, they do put him on their radar. Good job. Uh, I, only a couple months later... In uh, December, mm-hmm. so like literally just a couple months, another <clears throat> patient of his, Miss Ellen Stack, died after receiving treatment. Mm. And this time, Dr. Cream tries to hoist the blame onto a pharmacist who filled her prescription. Oh. Oh. Now there's like a blackmailing. That's not good. Mm-hmm. You don't want to include other people <laughs> because they don't like that. People don't like being accused of murder. They don't, they don't appreciate it. Usually, usually they don't appreciate it. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> the pharmacist complained to the police and uh, there were no charges brought forth. So the police were pretty quickly like, it's obviously not you. We don't That's know. Good what this letter is all about. I'm pretty right. sure he wrote it, like, anonymously. Oh, okay. He's just trying to hoist the blame really quick. Right, right, right. Hoist it. They're like, he's like, hey, I sent that, By the way. That pharmacist is suspicious. You should, you should look at her. I know you're a secret. XOXO gossip cream. <laughs> <laughs> the cream ghost. <laughs> ghost to ghost. Gross. Really bad. Anyway. Uh, 1881, seven months after that, a 61-year-old Daniel Stott is found oh. dead in his home in Boone County. He killed a boy. Uh, an old man. Oh. 
after getting a treatment from Dr. Cream for epilepsy. Mm. So this one's kind of strange. Yeah, that's out of the pattern. Out of the pattern. But uh, if we go deeper, we can find the hidden mystery. Oh. <laughs> we find a mystery? <laughs> a mystery. Or we solve a mystery. I mean, we know what happens. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the death is attributed to a seizure, and no one is... Uh, no one's surprised. No one's even suspicious of it. They just sure. assume... He has epilepsy, and then he yeah. has a seizure. Sure. They just assume it is. Uh, but Dr. Cream does a whoopsie, and he jumps right into throwing the pharmacist under a bus oh. again and tries to sue for damages. He He says it was her fault, even though... Nobody thinks it was anyone's fault. Right. That's weird. Like, immediately. Uh, and com- confirms that it's him, because he's uh, suing. Yeah, kind of. He doesn't do it directly. He does it through Daniel Stutt's wife, oh. who is 33-year-old Julia, hmm. and was the one who had been getting uh, sent to fetch all the prescriptions. Gotcha. Turns out she and Cream were, had been having an affair. Bang. Bang, bang. Well, yeah, when her husband's super old and has seizures. Yeah. Uh, so Cream had an affair with her and eventually convinced her to take out life insurance on her husband. Uh-huh. Uh, the old life insurance the old, scam. The old scam. Back in the day, you could take out life insurance on anybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun time. Fun. Pulling an H.H. Holmes, except for he's not taking it out on the dead bodies. Uh, and he... He just switches the prescription at the last second. Mm-hmm. So it had been ordinary, uh, you know, epilepsy medicine or whatever the treatment was. Sure. He gives her the pills, and it's full of strychnine. Oh! and uh, Which we've talked about before! Talked about! Go to the episode about the Olympics, obviously. <laughs> strychnine. It's bad. It's bad in high doses. Yes. In low doses, it helps you do things. Very low doses. Like the amount of nicotine in a cigarette, low. Don't take any. Ever. <laughs> uh, just don't do it. Don't. Don't. But anyway. People sold bags of nicotine to be just as bad. Yep. But you should never just stuff your head in a bag full of nicotine. That's right. You will die immediately. The police put this together and they're like, hey, what up with your scheme? So it seems you have a scheme going on. You're a schemester. Uh, we don't like it. And uh, Cream starts throwing a fit about the prescription. Uh, he's pushing until the district attorney has the body exhumed. Like, he's like, no, oh I, 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 I promise it's the pharmacist who did this. Uh, and they, they find enough strychnine in him to kill everyone involved. And the authorities are like, oh, you did it. Uh, <laughs> oh, you did it. Stupid. Oh, you idiot. <laughs> you're so dumb. Uh, and the, the thing that really, so this kind of ties around nicely. We're like, what? what is evidence at this time? Yeah. And here's the thing that cinches the, uh, cinches the case mm-hmm. is that Julia, yep. the mistress, yep. and now window, uh, widow, turns <laughs> over. Now a window. She's a widow into his incarceration. She turns over everything to the state to avoid jail time. Yeah, baby. Get those girls to turn on those dudes. <laughs> She sends him right to hell. It's also a classic police tactic is talk to the current girlfriend, scare her into spilling the dirt, and then you get the gold. So Dr. Cream is found guilty of second-degree murder and sentenced to life in Joliet Prison. Nice. The end? Question mark? No. Uh No. We're, like, half done. No. He's released in July 1891. Life. (laughs) <laughs> His whole life. Life. He served nine to ten years. That's not life. That's not enough. That's not. That's barely any life. <laughs> that's barely any life. Well, did you get to ten years old, listeners, and then be like, "I'm done with life"? I think I'm done. No. I'm think I'm just done. You're like, I'm done playing on the swing set because now I go to middle school. <laughs> it's oh. over. <laughs> life is over. over I'm gonna me. have more than one teacher, and I have to have a locker. It's terrible. <laughs> Uh, the, the governor of Illinois cut his sentence when Cream's brother pled for mercy and undoubtedly bribed everyone. I, uh, so their their father had, right. And their father had just died. So there's a ton of inheritance Uh, money swirling around. And he's the oldest. They might need, they might need him actually out of jail. 
like for to fulfill some of the will stuff to actually get all the money. Right. Because I'm assuming he probably left a sizable amount of money to him. Yeah. Gross. Well, I won't br- blame his brother then. It's about money. It's not that he loves him. Yeah, there's some kind of money involved. Because <laughs> really, like, none of his family ever enters into this story except for, like, just... Just he, right now. They, like, show up and get him out of jail and they disappear. Yeah, because they just wanted money. Right. So, he was probably even like, I'll pay you money if you just get me out of jail. And they right. were like, okay. Right. Okay. I mean, it's just, like, second-degree murder. Whatever. It's not, like, real murder. <laughs> That's barely murder. It's not, like, real murder. Right. That's like high manslaughter, yeah. whatever. And no one knows about all those other women you've killed. Yeah, so. Yeah. Who? Who? <laughs> He's like, nobody. Her? I don't I don't remember. Uh, I don't know any women. <laughs> that stack of bodies <laughs> behind my office? I've never seen it before. He's going to murder what's-her-face. Yeah. I mean, does he? I mean, I mean, no, I don't no. think so. No, he gets out of the I mean, country. That would be stupid. He gets out of the country. <sighs> he gets the hell out of country. Does he go back to Canada? <laughs> he goes to England. Oh. They already know his... And he's Jack the Ripper. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) We will discuss. (laughs) So he goes to England. He sets up practice in Lambeth. (laughs) That's where Jack the Ripper lives. Uh, which at the time is a den full of terribleness. It's garbage. It's kind of... It's a den of poverty and prostitution, which is where he gets all his business. Mm -hmm. Uh, and those are all the people that Jack the Ripper kills. The prostitutes in Lambeth. His M.O. matches all. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll discuss. Yeah. So I don't know how long the process of him setting up another practice takes, but here's some food for thought. He lands in Liverpool on the 1st of October. On October 13th, a 19-year-old sex worker, Nellie Donworth, accepts a drink from him, takes ill, and dies a couple days later from strychnine poisoning. Weird. Why would that happen? Like, less than two weeks. He's, he, yeah, that's a that's a thing that happens sometimes with serial killers. Escalating. Yeah, they escalate. Wildly. Their cooldown times get a lot shorter as yeah. time goes on. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, so for that one, Cream anonymously wrote to the coroner offering to name the murderer in exchange for 300,000 pounds sterling. They would never do that. Never. That's so million, much money. In a million years would that's they... Like, that's a lot that's of money. That's gotta be like a million, like multiple millions of dollars at yeah. the time. That's gotta be like tens of millions of dollars. <laughs> if you much. give me all the money in England, yeah. I'll tell you who killed that woman. Yeah. No. If you hand over the queen to me... <laughs> If I can marry Queen Victoria, I'll tell you who murdered that girl. I'll tell you if you give me all the jewels in the kingdom. What? Like, I don't know what his game is here. It's too much. Right. I almost I almost hope I didn't write that number down correctly because that's too much. Right? If it was maybe if it was like thirty thousand, I'd be like, okay. I want to say. Like, it could be the exchange rate. Like, in today's money, it's 300000 Oh, possibly. Because that isn't even, like, a real number back then. Right. That's still a lot, though. That's, it's still way too much. Yeah. Even too if much. it's adjusted for inflation. Mm-hmm. there's The cops would never do that. Yeah. Even now. No. When they care. <laughs> <laughs> when they care who it is. Most cops don't care about sex workers. Es- especially not then. Especially not then. Garbage. Uh, so, Cream keeps writing to people saying he knows that they're the murderer and demanding money. And, uh, oh, by the way, he's also addicted to drugs at this point. I mean, that's not surprising. So four days, four days after Nellie died, Dr. Cream met 27-year-old Matilda Clover, who died the next morning. Hmm. Her death first attributed to alcoholism because, you know, sex workers. Yeah. Uh, what? And he's getting so stupid. He's already been stupid. Yeah. But he's stupid because they would have just gone with alcoholism. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. But he sends a letter. Yeah. He, uh, tries to anonymously blackmail a prominent physician, Dr. William Broadbent, demanding cash for silence. He's like BTK. It's He's too much. BTK, it's because they're obsessed with like, they want to get as close to getting caught without getting caught. Right. Like BTK murdered a whole bunch of people and then disappeared and nobody knew who he was and then like 40 years later he started sending letters to the like cops for no reason just settled down. and then he was like can you trace it 
a floppy disk? No. And they were like, no, of course not. So he what? sent them a floppy disk, and then they immediately knew it was him because they're not stupid. Idiot. Because if you didn't know, listeners, cops are allowed to lie. Yeah. They're, they're, they are legally allowed to lie to you yeah. in order to get you to confess. Right. I mean, why not? Yeah, because the presumption is you wouldn't, like, there's no reason for you not to tell the truth. Like, why are you lying? That doesn't make sense. It's it's so much worse in a way. So Broadbent, you know, prominent, nice physician, yeah. I, I assume, sure. uh, sends a letter to Scotland Yard and they're like, okay, now it's like a thing. Yeah. It's like a serious thing. And I'm sure no one like mentions this, but of course they're going to be thinking, oh, crap, Jack the Ripper's doing stuff again. Yeah. Because all these prostitutes keep ending up like murdered violently mm-hmm. again. Uh, but they they determine the innocence of those that accused pretty darn quick. Sure, it's because it's different modes of murder. Right. Jack the Ripper is ripping people open. He's ripping people. Yeah. They're not. He's not poisoning people. No. Poison is. Um, and, he's, and, he's, he's, and he's not like writing into people demanding money. Yeah, that's weird. The the letter that they get specifically refers to Matilda's death as a murder. Which no one at the time was even considered. It's the same thing with Watsy Who's It's. Yeah. The dude with the seizures. It's like they just thought he had a seizure. Yeah, I just could have let it go. Down. Just let it go. Well, because if you let it go, then you can't sue for damages. And you can't take credit. And you can't take credit and you don't get money. Yeah. So police realize the accuser is the serial killer the newspapers are calling the Lambeth Poisoner. Mm. He's got a name now. He's a fancy boy. He should have been smarter, though. If you <laughs> you send in the letters so that you get to pick your name. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like Zodiac. Sure. You get to pick. Now they just named you something boring mm-hmm. because you didn't pick. Place and motive. Not motive. Method. Mm-hmm. Yep. You should have called him, like, the gutter poisoner. You should have been like, I'm the boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Worst. Cream boogie. <laughs> I'm Dr. Poison. <laughs> No, like somebody's a doctor, and he's like, uh, no, I just uh, like poisoning, and it doctor. sounds cool. Doctor. doctor of scary things. He accidentally puts cream in his name. <laughs> he mentions cream a lot in these letters. It's really upsetting that he keeps saying that word. <sighs> so uh, cream goes on to kill two more girls in the spring. Is he working, or is he just murdering people? <laughs> I mean, he must be wor- working. I think I, he's rich. He doesn't have to work. He doesn't have to, but he opens a practice. Oh, okay. Uh, so I assume it's a bit of both. Sure. And like, you know, going to get a ton of girls just coming in like, I need an abortion. Yeah. He's like, yes. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so Alice Marsh and Emma Shrivel, 21 and 18. And it's funny you ask because I'm sure he is working. But on the other hand, maybe he's not like he has the office and he's just, just he's just in decline because these ones aren't patients. He uh, talks his way into their apartment and gives them poisoned beer. Don't let men in your apartment. (laughs) And uh, he leaves them. You don't know. (laughs) In their flat and they both die horrible deaths. Yeah. Yeah. Big mistake. mistake. Big mistake. I don't care how charming and creamy he is. Uh, No. I agree. Don't let him in. (laughs) Not strangers. Uh, so before he killed those two, though, uh, he offers pills to uh, a Lou Harvey, which I'm not sure if she's a sex, sex worker or not. But she gets suspicious of him and pretends to swallow the pills and then throws them in the Thames. Ah. So she's like, I don't think so. She's a smarty girl. She's a smarty girl. So there's definitely other attempted murders. Yeah. There's... Probably definitely just other murders that people don't know about. Yeah, don't just take pills random people give you either. And she remembers, too. She testifies him uh, in court yeah. once they catch him. Hey. And uh, Cream would have gotten away with it if he hadn't been such a drugged-up drama queen serial blackmailer. Mm-hmm. He's an idiot. It gets to the point where he's bragging to others openly about how much he knew about the famous killings. He even took a former New York detective... On a tour of all the places girls had been killed. Because he's just an idiot. Stupid. Because he's Dr. Cream. Because they have to brag. They, they can't to. not do it. Right? right? It's, it's a compulsion. Yeah. They need it. Someone needs to know how smart I am. 
They either need people, they either need the attention or they need people to think they're innocent. It's like yes. there are two types. How would I know so much unless I didn't do it? Riddle me that. <laughs> Riddle me that. <laughs> like you're an idiot. And that uh, New York detective thinks so, obviously, because he immediately goes and tells Scotland Yard like, oh, this guy. Because he's not an idiot. Right. Uh, he works for the NYPD. Right. And they agree. They're like, that's really, that's very suspicious yeah. that you know so much about the case mm. that we still have under investigation. That we probably haven't released all the details of. Right. Uh, they put him under surveillance, and this is where it's like, good job. You're doing everything right. They put him under surveillance. They figure out of all of his frequenting of the red light district. They contact the U.S. Yeah. and learn of his murder conviction for poisoning Woo-hoo. in 1881. That's the way to do it. So it is it is difficult to do things with other countries, but they do it, and they're like, look at all this evidence. Aha. Oh, my. Look at all this evidence. Yeah, yeah, they're like, where is he from? America. Ring, ring, America. Is he a murderer? And they're like, probably. Probably. And then they're like, great, thanks. We just got a letter from Canada. They said he's been super bad forever. Who knew from a man named Dr. Cream that he's a bad guy? Who studied chloroform in school. So uh, Thomas Neal Cream, Dr. Cream, is arrested. Yeah. Charged with murders of four women. uh, Attempted murder of a fifth woman. Mm -hmm. And extortion of two physicians. Idiot. Yeah, that's the thing. If you're murdering people, don't commit other crimes. Don't add crimes. That's the problem is like, you know, it's policemen's job to charge you for every single crime you do, which is why sometimes you'll hear them read crimes and it's like a million billion crimes because they're going to charge you for it. They don't care because they're like something will stick and you'll be in prison and I don't care which one it is. Even if they say you're innocent of some of these, one of them will get it. One of them will get you. It's smart. Think about uh, this is kind of an old reference at this point but the first Pirates of the Caribbean where they're reading out mm-hmm. all of Jack's right. like things that he's done yeah it's a butt ton of things <laughs> it's like uh, yeah I did that yeah 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 <laughs> they're gonna charge you for everything just in case because uh, they're brilliant that's a smart thing to do uh, Dr. Cream's trial took five days and deliberation oh. took ten minutes <laughs> they know <laughs> they know and he's sentenced to hang. Great, great. I was going to say, you got to kill him. You got to kill him. Because last time he got a life sentence, he got out. That was a bad idea. When he was in middle school, yeah, so. Just kill him. That's not okay. Uh, Cream uh, admitted to his jailers to killing even more women. And yeah, because, I mean, now why not? Why not? Right? You're, it's a death sentence. Yeah. You're not getting off You're this. Done. And his hangman, uh, James Billington, claimed that Cream's last words on the scaffold were, I am Jack the uh-huh. cream. I am I am Jack the cream. Stupid. So I mean, I mean that guy's probably. I mean I don't doubt that he said he's Jack the and then died. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just being a drama llama. So we're gonna discuss. Uh, I don't think could he be Jack the Ripper? And I don't think many Ripperologists put a lot of credence in this sure. but we should talk about it because creamants <laughs> but i love it because the idea of jack the ripper being canadian is just beautiful <laughs> to me this is really wonderful yeah. so the main argument against is that cream was serving his life sentence in the u.s during most of the ripper murders that in Whitechapel, does make it difficult which happened in 1888 and cream doesn't leave prison until 91 mm-hmm. uh in 1974 canadian ripperologist donald bell uh, posed a theory on that. Oh. Uh, and he says, sometimes prisoners paid substitutes to serve their jail time. Ah. So it's possible that uh, after his father dies in 1887, he would have had plenty of money to spare and just, like, get a spare person in there uh, in time to be away to England by 1888. Sure, sure I guess. I guess. It is weird, though, that then his brother pays his way out, apparently. Because mm-hmm. then... They're paying for the substitute to come out? It's like, what? I don't know. Uh, Bell argues that if one accepts the general premise of an early absence, a reasonable case can be made. They're both killing sex workers. We're both fond of writing letters. Cream's MO is poisoning, but Bell argues that uh, just going by his medical background and his early days of a messy abortionist... Uh 
uh, could lead one to think like maybe he's got more of a Dr. Butcher style than we know of. We just know of these ones because they're poisonings and he's a dick about it. Yeah. And there isn't a paper trail. Right. So there's the issues of the letters. I'll tell you what people have thought about the letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, British graphologist Derek Davies compared samples of Cream's handwriting with the writings of the Ripper letters and seemed to find striking similarities between all the styles. He wrote Jack the Ripper, The Handwriting Analysis, mm-hmm. uh, published in the same issue of The Criminologist that Donald Bell wrote about his cream hypothesis. Okay. So I think it was just a big old Canadian cream episode. Just a cream-a-thon. Just a cream-a-thon. Uh, so Davies thought, in his opinion, that cream was writing using as much disguise as possible, which makes sense, because he's anonymously blackmailing. Yeah, I guess. What's the difference between that and these just aren't very much alike? Right, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know, it just seems weird that he has the fortitude and, like, thought to disguise his handwriting. Mm -hmm. Because we also talk, I mean, like we said earlier, they, it almost feels like in a lot of ways they want to get caught. They don't want to get caught, but they want credit. And I'm like, does he not want to get caught that much and I'm just like I don't right. think so I don't think he's that smart and he's on drugs like, <laughs> and he's on drugs you know all I can think about is um, what's his face of course Robert Durst mm-hmm. who immediately when he sees block lettering on this thing and they're like why do you think someone would write it like that he's like well does this guy's their handwriting and you're like okay first of all that should not be your first answer yeah. <laughs> they're like maybe they're an engineer and that's just how they right. write always in capitals. capitals they're used to writing a lot of notes or yeah. something and second of all <laughs> he's also on a lot of drugs yeah <laughs> the drugs make you say weird things like the truth like the truth <laughs> the weirdest thing of all and he wrote the same his whole stupid life right. and that's how they caught him i mean i don't know if he's caught technically yet they're in trial, I think. Sure. But he's a murderer. <laughs> you can just look at him and you'll know. If you haven't watched um, The Jinx, do it. So one of the weirdest arguments to make, which is one of uh, physical appearance, I'm like, do we really know that much about Jack the Ripper? Right. Isn't the whole point? People don't know what he looks like. <laughs> In the we don't know what he looks like. Uh, so Donald... Bell writes about the physical similarities. Obviously, there aren't very good descriptions of Jack the Ripper, but the best one provided fits at least in broad stroke. But it's so broad, like dark mustache, swarthy complexion. But there's one note, which is a memorable watch chain on a horseshoe tie pin. Apparently, Jack was remembered as having worn. Mm -hmm. Lou Harvey, the sex worker who refused to take the pills and uh, helped convict Cream, wrote in her letter to authorities that Cream was wearing an expensive, flashy watch, which we know because he's Draco Malfoy. Yeah. And he likes being flashy. Right. And which was a detail that just stood out to her. But lots of men have fancy watches, and we know he liked fancy stuff. He sounds like a Jack the Ripper fanboy. Right. Like, he's in the same-ish area, he's killing the same type of people, but those are also the people he already likes to kill. Mm-hmm. And that he's just like, ooh, like, letters could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Jack the Ripper did some cool letter stuff. Maybe I'll do letters. Yeah, he just seems like he's having a nerdy time. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about, as my my closing word, Mm -hmm. because I'm not super, I'm not, like, I'm hardly at all convinced that he is Jack the Ripper. As much as I would dearly love him to be. Oh, it would be great. Uh, But he does say, I am Jack, or is claimed to have said that right before he dies. Right. And there are a couple different theories about that, even. Uh, one of them is that he wanted more notoriety, and he's just mm-hmm. being a drama queen. And he knows that even after he's dead, that's going to get him a whole lot of attention. Right. The third major theory is that he never said it in the first place. Right, and the boy's just being a drama long Right, and the executioner is... Like, all we have is his word. Right. So either, like, maybe he just thought he heard it, or he wanted to hear it, or he's making it up because he wants attention. Yeah. Because we don't have anybody else's uh, witness account that anyone else heard it. People do that all the time. Here's the worst, the absolute worst thing I've ever heard, and this is why he's the worst Mm. person, and this is my my final closing word, because you're going to murder me after I finish saying Uh, it. Um. So someone has offered up 
a, a theory that they he said something, but it was misheard. Okay. And their idea, uh, this is brought up by one of Dr. Cream's biographers, that standing on the scaffold awaiting his death, he becomes so terrified that he loses control of his body functions. Mm. And his last moments, Dr. Cream's final words were actually, I am ejaculating. Gross. <laughs> also, like, do people do that? Um, I, I don't think I've heard of, like, an ejaculation, but who knows? From fear? From fear. His body does a lot of weird things when it's... It's true. When it thinks it's going to die. But, like, the normal thing is, like, you die and then you evacuate your bowel. Like, you pee because you're scared. Yeah, you pee because you're scared. You don't, like... Maybe Maybe he just thought he was. He he pees and he's like, I'm ejaculating! Because that's cooler than saying, I peed my pants! He didn't want his last words to be, I peed my pants. Also, his name's Dr. Cream. We went the whole episode without making a reference to it. And then you, you had to, like a sniper, just mm, waiting for that last moment. I know I almost thought I'm like, yeah, I know I had to, but it's a real thing. When I saw that, I'm like, you're the worst person ever. I bet this, you made this up. You did this, you You terrible demon. Because his name is Dr. Cream and he deserves it. Anyway, so that's, uh, that's your best serial killer, Canada. You're welcome. Our murder's funny to you. <laughs> Hopefully. Or, uh, I mean, it's it has to be more funny than laughing. Yeah. Because laughing is deeply unfunny. Deeply unfunny. Well, that's the episode. Hope you liked it. Leave us a review and then send us a screenshot to hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com and we'll let you work with us to find an episode to topic to do and uh name it and it'll be cool and we'll talk about you the whole time we'll name drop you every couple minutes (laughs) to the point that you're like man i shouldn't have done that we'll say uh pretty much anything about you we'll probably just make stuff up about how cool you are like we don't we won't know a lot about you but we'll just say stuff we'll know that you were a champion basketball player when you were in school we'll know that you're you always look good with your bed head and no one ever knows that you have bed head you always make your bed yeah every day Every day. You wash your sheets like once a month like you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Is it once a month? I have no idea how often uh, I wash them. Yeah. I'm washing mine right now. Okay. <laughs> so am I. No, you're not. We live in the same place. You can't. <laughs> you can't be washing them when I'm washing them. Anyway. Anyway. Hysterical history. Leave a review. We love yeah, you. Yeah, email us. Tell your friends. Leave us a review. You're awesome, Sauce. Stay frosty. Don't Don't cream cream your No. Bye. Bye. Bye.